that's right, uh I finesse my way into this game like left, right, uh Up, down, fuck you saying, what's that check, right, uh Bust downs for the whole team, what it look like, uh Ain't shit, you could tell me Let me get to these facts Ain't no more dancing around it Everybody got that work Somehow I really doubt it Doubt it What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode six of season two of the Competent Conversations podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Tequan Lino. And in addition to that, we got a very special guest, my brother. His name is Conrad. Um, he does music. When you guys hear that intro, when you hear that 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 beat knocking and you get hyped, just like I get hyped when I hear those videos, that's all credit to Conrad. He, he's been doing music since before a teenager since he was a kid he was always musically inclined and he's taken that craft to like the next level just ran with it like you know types of sounds and music and if you guys haven't checked him out yet go on spotify or whatever you know streaming platform you use type in cnrd and get his latest music some of the some of my favorites are alive uh winter circle we got 2020. There's a couple other mm-hmm. songs on there, but I'll let him talk more about that. Conrad, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Appreciate, appreciate the intro. I'm chilling, man. I can't complain. Happy to be here, finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy to get you on here because, guys, if y'all don't know, this is family. Like, we got over 20 years in the making between all three of us. Over 20 years. Me and Conrad got about 29 because I've known him since birth. But Taekwondo and I got 20. Uh, Taekwondo and Conrad got 20. So we all, this is, this is going to be a good episode. And what we want to talk about today is gratitude. So gratitude, everyone's heard that term and stuff like that, but it's mm-hmm. harder to practice it than it is to actually, and I want to apologize. Before we started this episode, it was completely quiet. Someone's outside cutting the grass. I can't control that, so hopefully he goes away soon. But anyway, gratitude is something harder to actually do and participate in opposed to just thinking about it and saying, yeah, be grateful, be grateful, yeah, I'm grateful. Are you really, though? Because a lot of the times myself and I'm sure those listening get caught in this rut of thinking of all the things we don't have, like what's going wrong in our life, mm-hmm. especially with Corona hitting. We feel like, man, if, if Corona wasn't happening, I would have been doing A, B and C opposed to focusing on what we do have. Like, Taekwon, can you resonate with that in any type of way and, and, and kind of feel where I'm coming from with that? No, I definitely agree with that 100 percent. A lot of times I feel like we don't think about um everything that we've accomplished at a certain point in time. We don't think about everything that's surrounding us. We only think about the things that are plaguing us because we're always trying to strive for more. I was actually telling my mom the other day, and I read it in a book, um, The Soto Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I believe it was, that pretty much as humans go, we are always looking for a problem to solve. So I kind of explained that whole theory to her the other day about how we always need to look for what's wrong so we can fix it, and then that generates happiness. After we get to that solution, it's like, all right, what else is wrong? And another word or another sense of word, um, we're fighting fires all the time. So we're always looking to figure out how to, you know, find a solution and elevate to the next rank or tier and then fight the fires on that level and keep on going. But we never stop and think like, damn, I just fought a thousand fires. What do we say like, damn, there's a hundred thousand more I got to fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Looking at the wrong way or the scale. Absolutely. And Conrad, how do you feel like you relate to that as far as gratitude? Like, do you find yourself getting into like negative ruts of thinking? And um, if so, how do you reframe your thinking? A hundred percent. So I could I could tackle this a few ways. So one, 
uh, like you mentioned, coronavirus, right? So um, when was that? I guess March was when the whole lockdown started. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. had plans. Everybody had goals. And, you know, this year was going to be the year, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, myself included, I'm just sitting here like, damn, like, I have this album I was supposed to roll out a certain way. I'm supposed to be shooting these videos. Um, I'm supposed to be getting money here and there, blah, blah, blah. And um, while, yeah, that was true and, like, things were going to be slowed down or paused temporarily, um, I had to take a step back and think, like, okay, wow, like, uh, at the time, my girlfriend was pregnant with our second kid. Mm-hmm. She gets to be home. She doesn't have to go to work anymore, so she could relax, right? right. Mm-hmm. We have my daughter. She's uh, She was, like, one and a half at the time. It's two now, but I got to spend this whole time with her where normally I would be dropping her off at daycare, you know, at... 8 a.m. and not picking her up until 6, 7 o'clock. And then, you know, I'm like the whole day just mm-hmm. out ripping and running. So mm-hmm. I'm getting more time with her. Uh, we're getting that family time as a whole and really getting to um, embrace the pregnancy this time around. Right. Because right? right. like the first time, um, like I said, she was working. So she's going to work. I'm doing my thing. And while, you know, when we have those few hours together at home, um, it's not the same because, you know, you're exhausted by the time you get home from work. So you're, all you're thinking about is like going to bed, basically. Oh, I'm going to eat. I'm going to go to sleep. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Now we get to wake up. We get to eat breakfast together. We get to watch a little TV. We get to um, work on Sage's ABCs with her. And so like just having that family time um, was definitely the silver lining in all this. And mm-hmm. then even um, on a professional side or like a, a financial side, like now, I may not be able to, um, I may not be able to shoot these videos. I may not be able to get in the studio with, you know, X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. I could sit back and like really focus on this promotional plan. I could really focus on this rollout. I could mm-hmm. research things that I didn't really have time to before. So like, I think all of us had to um, take a step back and um, really um, realize, you know, what we actually have in front of us, which was time. Time was like the most important thing that we got out of all this, um, you know, this coronavirus, COVID-19 situation. So, yes. I definitely agree with that. But I didn't know you was going in the studio with X, Y, and Z. When when was that supposed to happen now? Yeah, X, Y, Z. That's that's the big single right there. Like, (laughs) that's crazy. You know, X, Y, Z right now. X, Y, Z, that's the big homie right there. You know, for real, for real. Shout out to X, Y, and Z if you're watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had to put like hundred bands down for that feature, but you know it's gonna okay. be worth it. Okay. I'm in debt, but it's gonna be worth it. <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell you, like, I could resonate with that a hundred percent. Like, when COVID first hit, I got into this mindset of stagnation. It was like I felt like everything was just slowed down, and I came to a screeching halt, especially in business. And like, you kind of get depressed staying in the house every single day. So I was trying to keep myself physically active you know do everyone was doing home workouts and doing all this other stuff and i kept i'd say my exercise was relatively okay but i definitely fell into some bad eating habits and stuff like that if you're stuck in the house and as an entrepreneur that was my only uh form of work in a sense where if some people who had jobs some jobs stayed open some decided to shut down or whatever but um even those that shut down, they came back after like a temporary shutdown. They, they started letting people work again in some situations. But I was having so much momentum in my business that even one of the partners that I have, like uh, her and her company have been in the community for like 
decades, I want to say. And they work with different children who are in foster care and stuff like that. And she had told me, you're the fastest growing uh, life coach in Palm Beach County. No one else is doing what you're doing. So literally, I will wake up every single day with a new email, new call, new text message from someone who could be a potential partner. And I was loving that. It was I was new on the journey. And then it was like for all that to be going well, and I'm projecting in my mind, okay, by my by the time my birthday comes around, I'm gonna make X amount of figures per year. My goal was six figures to start. And then um, I was like, I'm gonna be able to employ people and we're gonna really start to spread this thing. But then when that halt came, I, I immediately got into a depressive mindset and I was just frustrated. Like, why does this have to happen out of all things? A, a global pandemic is gonna come in the initial year of me starting my business. Why couldn't this happen next year or something? But slowly but surely, I started to reframe my thinking. And I was like, well, this gives me a couple things. I get to sharpen my sword. That's one, meaning I can add more tools to the toolbox. I can figure out different ways to capitalize on income and exposure for my business through social media platforms. I have a book that I've been working on, but I've been in and out with it because I'm so focused on building my bread and butter, which was the business. You know, I could revamp my clothing line. I could study to get that personal training certificate that I wanted to get, but I couldn't because I was building the business. So I switched my mindset to being to, to thinking, what can I be grateful for? And that was, oh, okay, maybe the business didn't excel as quick as you want, but you've been blessed to have the same clients that you hustled for from about November to March. Whatever you gained from that time has taken care of you from March up until now, and you have had some form of income the whole time while being able to work on other endeavors. That rut you got into was just a product of your own thinking. I, I started having problems with my with my Jeep, right? I'm like, damn, now, now that I have different um, uh, service sensors going off, and I'm like, I got to get this fixed and that fixed. Then my teeth started acting up. I started getting... Um, I had, uh, what do you call it, the fillings removed. They just came out as I was eating one day. And then, like, my teeth were killing me, like, to the point that if I breathe in through my mouth, I can, it was so sensitive, I could feel the pain. So I was like, I got all these things to get done. But then I was like, okay, you may not want all these problems to be here, but you have the funds to take care of it. And in the last episode, Taekwon and I, we were speaking about credit. I had just established a credit card. So the little things that I couldn't pay for upfront right away or it wasn't ideal to pay for it upfront right away. Okay, put it on credit, pay it off in two to three months, you'll be fine. So look at all the things you do have to take care of yourself, opposed to not accomplishing this projection that you had or this idea of what life should look like at this at a certain point in time. And with that, I got to experience the beauty of being in the moment because we all had plans of what would six months out look like until Corona hit. So that's my perspective of being grateful and how I've tried to reframe my thinking, even though I can get into that negative thought pattern of, you know, not having what I want or like having things be how I want them to be. I feel like for me, it was more so like what Conrad said about having that family, just embracing the time with them because most of the time we're always on the run, always ripping and running, going back and forth to work. And like in my household as well, five, six of us, and we're always just in and out, in and out. So it's hard for even us to get together for like a holiday and actually sit down because some of us work the holidays and everything like that. So it's hard to even get one meal in. And now you're talking about, because um, we do like a, a, a pizza Friday, every Friday. But most of the time, you don't even see everybody when it comes time to, for the pizza. It's like the pizza's here 
and then you just see slices disappear. Everybody goes their own way and shit like that. So now throughout this quarantine, it's like, all right, we can have the pizza Friday and we can have movie night and we can just sit down and enjoy each other's company, play a couple board games and just like, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of um, those power outages back in the day. Yeah. In the power outages, we would have uh, the lantern set up and just board games, no electronics, just like bopping out with each other, good conversation and shit like that. So that's what it meant um, for me pretty much is that gratitude um, of quarantine. A lot of people think quarantine was like such a, a huge um, downfall on the country and the world. But I feel like it was a great thing because we move so fast. Like you can see it from like our pace of living versus like China and Europe mm-hmm. versus um, the Northern part of America to the Southern part of America. It's like the pace changes all the time. Like New York is one of the busiest cities, but you go down to like Alabama or something like that and they mad relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we, we just living too fast. And um, you know how they say, like, um, if you're looking at sports, they're like, this team is so bad, they can't get out their own way. Mm-hmm. That's how we are as, like, humans. Like, we're doing so much, we can't get out our own way to see the blessings that we have in front of us. Right. I agree with that. I agree mm-hmm. with that. And what you're saying, like, giving us a moment to slow down, I feel like that's what Corona helped me to do, too, because Karen and I even have, like, a, a family group uh on Google Duo, we do like a family group chat. Mm-hmm. So it's me, him, and my two sisters. Thanks for the invite, by the way. Listen, bro, it's only it's only family only. We don't message you like that, bro. So you, you call me your brother. I thought we was family. Nah, nah, nah. That's what you That's saw. Just for the cameras, bro. It's just for the cameras. <laughs> it's just for the cameras, bro. You can stay on that podcast. And that. <laughs> Nah, but um, yeah, it, that's crazy. It gives us more time to bond and connect when, like, mm-hmm. all ripping and running. We don't have time to do that. You know what I'm saying? And Taekwon and I talk all the time, like literally on the phone or like sometimes. Nah, don't, don't gas me now. <laughs> no, we do. We You're do. going on that block list, G. I call, I call you right. I call you right <laughs> before we get on the family chat. Simple, but, you know, <laughs> that is what it is. We gonna have to get over it. But <laughs> but nah. So it's helped me slow down with that. And uh, there was something else I was gonna say about gratitude oh like literally when we're having these negative thoughts it's like poison in our mind like Mm -hmm. if you think that things aren't going how they are how they should be and they never do you're going to start projecting that into your future like man this is this is how it always happens opposed to if you say like you know like like how i said before like these are all the things that are going good it actually adds to your hope you have more hope for the future like okay you know since all these things are aligned and I've been taken care of on a basic level, at least, even through some of the hardest times. What does the potential of the future look like? I could actually, you know, just keep exerting my energy and putting out the effort to continue to build the life that's ideal for me. And in nine times out of 10, the, the, the chips will fall somewhere aligned. It may not be perfectly how I wanted it to, but it can like I'll always be taken care of in some way, shape or form. Because that's what life has shown me. Like, just by going hard, whether the outcome is exactly how you wanted it, I'm still fortunate in many ways. And I feel like if I didn't, you know, believe in myself or believe in the universe, believe in God, um, that it and actually have that confidence in the things that I do because of that belief, things may not be how they how they um how they turned out to be. And we wouldn't all be taken care of because we're all in a good space in some sense we all we each have a roof over our head you know um we just got some things that fall in line even though we didn't plan for it for it to be that way necessarily yeah Yeah. um i was gonna say um sometimes sometimes it really does take you like 
taking a deep breath and like really taking a step back and looking at the full picture, right? Because like we've all been in situations where like things are going good and then all of a sudden you hit this wall and it's like, damn, like are you serious? Mm-hmm. And it feels like life is over. Like yo, I, like why me? Like this always happens. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And it's frustrating because like you're you're mentally ready to do so many things to go so far and like in your head you don't like obviously you know that things aren't going to come easy but some of the things that happen to you they're just completely like you couldn't predict that right right and when it happens mm-hmm. you're just like like what the f-? like so while it's okay to initially have those feelings of like you know damn like why me like it's healthy to get that out but don't dwell on that right because right. like at the end of the day you're still here. You've been through stuff. All of us, we've been through stuff before, time and time again, and we're still here. Mm-hmm. Like, while, like, in the moment, still we're looking here. at it, like, damn, like, I, I, how am I even going to get past this? Like, I've been, in, I've been in, I don't know how many situations where, like, yo, how am I going to pay rent before that? Like, where am I going to live before that? Like, yo, I'm, I'm going to college, and I can't afford to dorm, so, like, now I'm sleeping in my car. Like, how am I going to focus and, like, work? Like, all of that. But, like, we're mm-hmm. still here. Yeah, somehow you got through it. So sometimes you gotta like just keep that in the back of your mind because um there's always gonna be something. Like I um I forgot who posted it and I don't even know if it was their original quote, but they they said that um there's always gonna be a barrier to entry for anything in life. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you always gotta remember that. Like nothing is gonna come easy. There's always gonna be something. So like while it's okay to like have those feelings, you know, of um I don't know, like uh, not pity but like it's okay to feel down every once in a mm-hmm. while but don't dwell on that like yeah. have those feelings get it out and now keep it pushing take a step back and say okay now what do i gotta do to get past this like how am i gonna better myself from this because once you get through that once you can do it again and Absolutely. that's gonna be light work too you know what i mean so that's like that's, see i just wanted to throw that in there yeah yeah so i was reading this book um it's called this is the day by tim tebow that's when i was reading the other day Bashard, and okay yeah, yeah. um Within this chapter, he was talking about this flight he was on. And on this flight, he was just watching this movie or whatever. And all of a sudden, there was some commotion behind him. And he's on a plane. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is it all this screaming and stuff like that? So he was saying, like, subconsciously, he was like, yo, just just put your, your headphones back on. There's nothing that you can do about it. You're, you're, not, you're not special. You're not like a doctor or anything like that. Like, if there's a medical crisis, you can't do anything. You know, he heard um, the flight attendant asking for an EpiPen. And then... He heard more commotion. So he's like, you know what? I can't even avoid it. Let me go see what's going on. Um, so he was like, cause like, yo, listen, um, I don't have these skills, but I can pray and, you know, give you guys my blessing. That's all I can really do. Mm-hmm. So he's giving his blessing to this lady and her husband. Her husband was apparently going through some type of heart attack or something like that. So they're praying and praying and praying. Flight lands. They end up going to the hospital. And then he was saying how um, he continued to pray on the way to the hospital. When they got there, they found out that the husband was dead. Mm-hmm. And all he could do at that time was just hold this lady. Now, mind you, this is Tim Tebow, like the football player. You know, he's famous. But at the same time, he was just like being just a regular person. You know what I mean? And um, he said that moment changed his life. That was like the one time he was able to console this lady and just like, yo, I'm so sorry you're going through everything like this, but, you know, I'm going to still keep my prayers out to you. But it made him reflect on his own life. Like, damn, bro, this could have been my dad. This could have been my mom. This could have been my sibling, anybody like that. 
So what he started doing from that point on was saying, you know what, we're going to take more time out of our busy schedule and we're going to make time for each other. So it's like a sibling dinner here, a getaway trip with the parents, fishing trip with the dad, doing shit like that. And just like, you know, like general things can wait, like the laundry can wait, the dishes can wait. You know what I mean? Like we spend so much time like maybe doing chores and cleaning up and doing extra shit or, you know, even like errands. Oh, I got to go to the store to get this. Meanwhile, you could be having that phone conversation with your grandma or something like that. You know what I mean? So he was just saying, like, you know, we got to try to prioritize family first going forward because before you know, like, the life expectancy, I think, Michelle, you brought this up the other day, but if not, he said the same thing. If the life expectancy is, like, maybe 80, you look at your parents, take 80 minus their age, how much time do you think they got left? You know, maybe they live to 100, take 100 minus their years, how much time, how much time they got left? And those, like, there's a certain threshold for good years, you know what I mean? Because once you become like 89, 90, you don't really want to be doing anything like physical, like golfing or basketball and like that, you know what I mean? You can't do anything fun like that. So think about that, you know, and mental deterioration. Like you may have them longer, but like at what state are they going to be in? So these are the crucial years for us to spend time with our parents, siblings, family, you know what I mean? That's a fact. Like, and I think that what you guys are both saying, especially to Quan and what you just said, is the importance of humility like mm -hmm. being humble because when we're subjectively in a situation we feel like we're so special and i should have this and i should have this why because i'm me like that's why i deserve this and my life should be great um but if we remove ourselves and just look at things objectively and feel like okay is this person blessed Let, let's remove ourselves from ourselves and just be humble don't mm -hmm. feel like you're more important than anybody else. If mm -hmm. someone else had these blessings lined up for them or even went through this turmoil, um, but this is how it all panned out, would they be blessed? Probably yes. And like what Conrad said with the resistance is, I always make this analogy, but it's similar to weight training. There's no growth without resistance. If you mm -hmm. don't do any resistance, then that's not real growth. Anything that you get quick usually goes away just as quick um any type of you know get lose weight fast program or whatever you try to spike your numbers up on social media by doing a quick way that stuff is superficial so you should be actually excited and happy once you are going in a certain route and direction to attain something for yourself and you have resistance because it is a mechanism of growth you need those fake people you need those bad business deals you need those trips trip and falls those hiccups that you have along the way so that you can build your awareness so you can sharpen the sword so you can get stronger more more valuable and just mm -hmm. more um knowledgeable as to what you're mm -hmm. trying to do these are growing pains and i remember kobe said a long time ago there's no such thing as failure like someone asked him what does failure mean to you and he said what does that mean it's not even it doesn't exist and she's like, what are you trying to do? Like, pull a Jedi mind trick on me? He was like, no, like, literally, okay. So I do something on Monday. I do bad at it. You could call it fail. I fail on Monday. I'm going to learn from that and do it again on Tuesday. It's only a failure once you stop. Then that's the finite result. If you just keep growing and you learn from it, mm -hmm. and on Tuesday you come back better, and by Thursday you excel in this thing and you're way better, where did you fail at? You just grew. We've been given the notion of, you know, if you if you don't do it right, if you don't accomplish the set out goal initially, you failed. And that has a 
a negative meaning towards it, meaning you're not adequate enough, you, you didn't do what was required, but no, you actually did. You're adequate and you did what's required on the journey back up. That's why when kids are in high school or elementary school and they're doing bad on, they don't get a certain math concept or they do bad on their math test initially, they give it up and say, I hate math. I didn't love math. I know that's for sure. But like, it's the idea of like, once I'm not good at something, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't come easy. I don't get it up. Oh, I should stay away from it. Oh, I'm not good at it. But if you have that growth mindset of like, oh, this is the normal process. I'm supposed to not get it. I'm supposed to then get it a little bit more then just get it a little bit more to the point where I grasp it and, and uh, master it. Then then everything is figured out. and I'm good. So that's just the concept. I think that we have humility and we understand that resistance is a part of the journey. We can look at where, wherever the chips fall. Hey, damn, I've been actually blessed. Though I went through these challenges. There's a lot of stuff that turned out good. And in my endeavors, I'm expecting to not get it right away. I'm expecting to fall on my face sometimes, but I'll get up, brush that stuff off and keep going. And then by next week, I'll be even better at that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I don't think you could have true happiness without gratitude. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Right. Because like you're always going to like you. I, I think it was Richard. I think you said, um, like, you're, no, I might have been taking, I forgot, one of y'all said. You can um, give me the credit, I'll take it. Right? Um, Funny guy. Like, one of y'all said, um, you know, you're always looking for the next thing, right? Yeah, that was me. Oh, that was, that was I, me. Bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, but seriously, because, like, there's nothing wrong with setting goals and, you know, having, um, you know, a, a, a mission, you know, for your life or whatever, but don't let that goal be what defines your happiness. Mm -hmm. Because like, let's say, um, okay, I have this goal of, I want to, I want to make six figures one day, right? Describe, All right, that. describe that, describe that. So you said, you said what? Describe that. <laughs> a goal to make six figures? Yeah. Like how would you uh, amass that? Talk to us, Conrad. He being silly, bro. But just go ahead. Just go ahead. We, I know y'all got y'all little, little inside jokes. I'm gonna put a disclaimer out for those listening. Like I know sometimes you may hear the audio and see the video, and sometimes like Taquan will say something or vice versa, and we'll cut a smirk or a smile and try not to laugh. It's because we got so many inside jokes, and sometimes we say the simplest thing, and we know what we're really saying. It's an inside joke, but. I know, guys. It's a little, it's a little weird sometimes. Listen, we all got those inside jokes, but Conrad, he was making an inside joke. But we gonna just smoothly pass by that. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Keep it going. I go ahead, my There you go. But um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like if mm -hmm. I wanna, if uh, my goal is to make six figures, okay, boom, I hit it. Okay, well, right, well now, now I gotta make um seven figures. All right, boom. No, well now I gotta get this. I gotta get a May back now because like. You know, that's my dream car. Okay, bye. I got the Maybach. Okay, now, like, and you, like, you keep on going, you keep on going, and you're getting all these things, and while that's cool, you're not looking back, like, you're, you're so stuck on what's next, you're not looking at what you have. Yeah. And you're not really, you're not truly happy, right? It's like, because there's people who, who live a fraction of the quality of life that we live, and they're happy. There's people who... There's this dude who, who um, there's a church um, like next to my building, right. like around the corner from my building. 
And he sits out. He's literally there every single day sitting there. And every time I see him, like, he has a smile on his face. You know, he, sometimes people come there and they, they'll have conversations with him. And, like, it, it looks like deep-ass conversations because, like, they'd be, like, really going in. Mm-hmm. And um, most people will look at him like, oh, you know, I feel so bad, blah, blah, blah. But, like, to me, like, he, he looks he – looks, he, he's literally just sitting outside of the church every day. I don't even know where he sleeps. I don't, I don't know where he bathes, if he bathes. Like, I've given him food a few times and, like mm-hmm. – you know, he's, he was so grateful for it. And, like, it just gives you perspective. You know what I mean? Like, there's people, like I said, with a fraction of the quality of life that we have. And yeah. they're happy. So why aren't we happy with, you know, what we have? We got to be, we have to have that gratitude. I was going to say with that, um, we tend to think that materialistic things bias happiness in a sense as well. But it seems like sometimes you will find people with, like, less than nothing and they're content with life because they're not emotionally attached or tied to things the way that we are tied to them. They're able to go ahead and say, um, you know what? I get to live another day. You know, they, they can see life for the simplistic things that are there. You know what I mean? They could say like, you know, um, maybe I'm poor living on the streets, but I give everything to my family and my family is good. So they're able to see views differently. The mass um, success with wealth. We amass happiness with wealth. And we like kind of have all these ties to just money, whereas we're not really, um, I guess, spiritually enabled or inclined or whatever, how you, how you want to say it. But we're not really, I guess, in tune with our spirit to that level where we can find that happiness within ourselves without having to worry about success of money or anything like that. Where do you think yeah. that comes from? I, go ahead, Carl. Um, well, I think the I think the things that are in our lives are just distractions. They kind of keep we look at society and we look at how everybody always has something else. Like the celebrities in our lifetime, they always have like the biggest of TVs, the biggest of pools, and we're like, damn, I want that because they give us this illusion of what success looks like. They give us this illusion of what happiness looks like. But as you can see, not all of them are happy. Like if you look at Beyonce and Jay Z when they had that fight in the elevator. It was going through some like disputes, but they had like they're a, a billion dollar power couple. Like if a billion dollars can't make you happy, if a, a billion dollars can't make you loyal, they still have everyday problems. You know what I mean? I think we're just always blinded by the fact that um, we look up and we idolize all these celebrities in our uh, TV screens and social media screens. Well, that's the thing with media. What you just said is like we've been programmed since a baby, whether we knew we were being programmed or not. We've been programmed mm-hmm. to see what the success looks like. You should be. This is what happiness looks like. This is when you feel like you can feel like you've made it because you've accomplished these things. And yeah. like you alluded to, even people who have accomplished that have not reached that in their own mindset, in their own personal space, in their own self-content. You can still have discrepancies within that, or like holes, or like voids is what I'm looking for in mm-hmm. that. So like everyone has we all have our own individual sense of what success looks like for us. Even how Conrad just said, the guy who's homeless, he looks like he's having the time of his life. So we, you, if you really soul search and ask yourself, you may not have like this whole idea of success where I have to have this huge house, multiple cars, millions of dollars in the bank, estates in different states, really. Um, like you have to determine what that means for you. And I think that once we are able to do that, we can, be, we can find that content within ourselves and also realize that we have a threshold of what will make us materialistically content and everything on top of that because mm-hmm. you most likely will get what you ask for if you're a stand-up person and doing things 
morally right, you could mm-hmm. realize like where you're blessed at. Like you could say like, wow, like I only wanted A, B, and C. And now like I've accomplished all these things because I committed to my purpose. I, I stayed committed to a craft and I, I stayed the course with the journey, even when there was resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those listening should also take the time to really feel, to really find what does success mean to you? And also what blessings do you have currently um, mm-hmm. that could show you that you've always been taken care of, whether things play out the way that you wanted it to or haven't, and that will remain consistent in the future. You will still be taken care of as mm-hmm. long as you do your part, as long as you clean your side of the street and keep a healthy perspective as to what will bring you contentment in life. And taking time to be in the moment opposed to projecting and thinking so far out as to what you don't have and what you wish you would have and what you want to accomplish next, how Conrad alluded to, um, that will bring us so much more happiness once you have the humility, the gratitude and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I want to thank both of you guys for hopping on this episode and really like diving into this topic because I believe it's something that we all need to hear. Everyone listening, Mm -hmm. including myself, um, is there any last kind of wrap up words that you guys have on this topic? Well, before we wrap it up, I was thinking about um, that quote where there was, remember, I think you know better than me, but they were talking about how like the plants don't ask God for anything. They just kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know the exact quote? You can spit out real quick. Something like, why are you worrying? I'm paraphrasing as well, mm-hmm. but the plants neither spin nor toil and they're taken care of. They don't do anything that mm-hmm. we do pretty much. They don't have some of the responsibilities as a human does, but even God takes care of those things. He makes sure they have water, they have uh, food, they have sunlight, they have all these things they can reproduce. They're taken care of. You doing what you do as a human and having your purpose, do you not think that this higher source is going to take care of you when you're doing X, Y, and Z? Just stop worrying. Just do what you have to do. Do wake up and do your daily tasks again, clean your side of the street practically, and mm-hmm. everything else will be taken care of. But go ahead, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was gonna say. Like, that's pretty, um, when you were saying about the take care of your side of the street, that's what I was thinking about. It's like, yeah, you know, we don't have to worry about everything that we worry about, all these like fictitious materialistic shit. It don't really mean nothing because at the end of the day, we're taken care of through our father upstairs and everything like that. But mm-hmm. just to kind of wrap this episode, um my man Conrad, you got uh, the new song out, Alive, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you got the black shirt on. What's next, B? What's next? I don't even know. So, like, I got, like, I know, Wait, hold on. but I don't know is, Hold on, Conrad. We <laughs> just talked about self-content. He's talking about all the stuff you got going on and now. And the first thing he says, what's next? next? <laughs> well, well, first, you know, first I, I, we need to take him off the call. Take him off the call. First, I'm going to be grateful for, right. you know, uh, being able to make music and, um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody who checked out our live so far. All um, right, right. That's definitely, that's probably like my favorite song that I dropped in a minute. I ain't going to lie. I've been sitting on that for like three years now. Damn. It was like, a, it was like a different, it was kind of like a different version. Mm-hmm. And like, I was supposed to have one person do a second verse and then like Corona hit and schedules didn't match up in the beginning right. and it didn't work out and ended up getting keys on it and he caught a body. And, um, you know, I made my little tweets and changes along the way. So mm-hmm. I was real happy with the way that came out. But um, I've had this album done for a minute. Um, I was supposed to roll out a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I still plan on, I'm going to do it 
but I have to I'll just, I'll just have to make some adjustments to okay. the way I'm going to roll it out. But there is there is that album. That album is called Noise. Okay. Um, and then I have another project that's I say seventy percent done, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that's going to drop early, maybe mm, early next year. I'm thinking early next so, year. So we're looking at noise to be dropping this year at the end of the year, or are we looking for noise yeah. to be next year? Okay. Nah, noise right. is gonna be this year before okay. before the year's up. I, I, I'm gonna figure out how I'm gonna do it because, like I said, like there was supposed to be a whole rollout, and I was supposed to do certain videos, and mm-hmm. that that's not happening. So I just got to make some adjustments. But um, okay. that's dropping this year for sure. And then the next project, I don't have a name for it yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my thing is like I have. To, I'm trying to like. Even just from the jump, like when I first started, like putting out music, like I have to have a different sound every time mm-hmm. I yeah, like, yeah. drop something. So like this project, all the songs that I've been dropping over the last year sound completely different from the project I dropped back, what was that, 2015? And then this next project coming out next year is going to be completely different from that. So like I'm just trying to like switch up the sound every time. Damn, you only have Bryce and Tillis here. I forgot it's been five years. Yeah, that wasn't thing. on purpose. That wasn't on purpose, though. Yeah, yeah. But Listen, man, sure. y'all heard the but man. It does he take said time. he dropping noise, so I need y'all to make some noise for that. And I need y'all to pick <laughs> up that album when it drops. When I tell you that Conrad yeah. has high-quality music, this isn't microwave content. You heard the man say that he's been sitting on certain songs for three years, and that song just came out, and I'm going to tell you straight up, that song is timeless music. He puts energy into what he does, mm-hmm. so stop the riffraff. Go on Spotify, go on whatever your, you know, is it iTunes, whatever. He got his music everywhere. Type in CNRD, you will get the whole list. I suggest sure. Winner Circle. I suggest Alive uh, 2020. And he got a bunch of other songs. I still rock with this song called Dirty Chucks from like five years ago. Um, came up. He had did a music video mm-hmm. for that. That's on Spotify. You can actually see the video on his page on Instagram, which I believe is CNRD underscore wave. Dot wave. Dot, dot wave, wave on IG underscore wave. wave on Twitter. But I don't be on Twitter, so don't even worry about Twitter. All dot right, wave we, on Instagram. Don't worry. We're going to drop your social media in a second anyway, so you don't even worry about mm-hmm. that. But guys, mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all, go listen to his music. The album is coming before January 1st of 2020. I mean, like in 2020, but it's coming before January 1st, 2021. It's coming before that. So yeah. be on the lookout. Follow what he's doing. I'm telling you, I wouldn't recommend it just because he's my brother. If it was trash, I would like skip over it. Like, oh, he got out right, you know. But no, trust me, it's fire. So uh, myself also have a book coming out. I know those who've been maybe following me for a minute have heard me mention it here and there. That will be out before the end of the year as well. So we are all three young visionaries who are staying productive. We practice what we preach, and we have projects coming for you guys because we want to add value to the people who support us and the people who need it just in life. So we're going to keep staying productive and walking in how we talk it. Uh, I want to thank all, well, both of y'all for doing this episode and all three of us coming together collectively. Conrad, drop your social media, let them know where they can find you and everything. Yes. So um, for the music, my website is going to, is basically a a landing page. So whatever uh, streaming platform you listen to your music on, you go to my website is CNRD dot life l-i-f-e that's the website and you just go there you could spotify apple music title whatever like all the links are there um social media instagram i'm mainly on is cnrd dot w-a-v wave um underscore wave on twitter but i'm not really on there like that so 
it is what it is. But um, yeah, everything, like I said, cnrd.life, that's where you'll find everything. YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, all the streaming platforms, cnrd.life. That's the website. Word, right. word. Taekwon, let them know what's up. Instagram, all I do is fit. Snapchat, all I do is fit. And then you can find me on Facebook at Taekwon Lino. And you can also email me at all I do is fit at gmail.com. Copy. Mm-hmm. So y'all know my name is Richard Neal, R-E-S-H-A-R-D-N-E-A-L. That's for the people listening because some people butcher the name. It is what it is. Now, on Instagram, it's Richard underscore Neal. Facebook is Richard Neal. Um, Snapchat, Richard.Neal. YouTube, the new YouTube channel where you're going to get all of these visual versions of our podcast episodes plus a lot more content that I'm going to be posting regularly that has to do with fitness as well as challenging your mind and just the way that you live your life. That is Rashard Neal. That's the channel. Check that out. You can listen to the Competent Conversations podcast on all of your favorite audio streaming platforms. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and beyond. So check us out. We mm-hmm. want to thank you guys for listening. Like I said before, we are at 1.6K plays on the audio version alone. So we want to thank you guys for the support. Please tell mm-hmm. a friend, share this podcast. We're only here to add value to whoever's listening. So until next time, we'll talk to you guys. We out. Peace. 20 dub, we really aiming for the head this year. We ain't wait for a seat at the table. We pulled up a chair. And the view is so beautiful from here. I might shed a tear. I ain't moving. I'm cool and light the Cuban drinks in the air. Cheers.